Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hello, loves. Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. Gritty, grit, grit. Yeah feel a little sassy today. So as I oh, shuffle my um, <laughs> oracle cards, uh, I'm pulling from the Starseed Oracle today. This is part four of the four-part series, Light of the World, Midlife Transitions and Spirituality. So this deck is relatively new, so I am breaking in the cards to soften them a little bit for an easier shuffle. And they seem to be working their way in, which is really nice. Um, okay, so I'm going to spread out these cards. And while I do that, I'm just going to touch base on what we've done today or so far in this four-part series. Um, so the first episode, for those who are just catching this episode, you might want to go back and check out the previous episodes. You don't need to necessarily have listened to them, but it'll help give you a little more context. Um, so part one was about looking at how far we've come you know, being at the midlife threshold of change, which is something I've been saying throughout this series, is to take inventory to see how we got to where we are right now. So looking back and seeing, all right, how far have I come? Where did I come from? What did I bring with me to get to this point of transition, of questioning, of trying to understand what, what am I doing here? Who am I? What is my purpose? Um, so that was part one. Part two is where you are now. We're standing right at that threshold between the past self where we dreamed up a life based on messaging from the external world, from our parents, grandparents, all the adults around us, teachers, the education system, society, culture, all of the stuff outside of ourselves, all these external messages coming in and saying, hey, this is how you live life. This is the plan, quote unquote, capital T, capital P. You have this specific order of events that you pursue in order to create the life that you're supposed to live, right? No one ever asked you what you wanted to do. No one ever asked you your opinion. And so, um, this is part two is looking at where you are now. And then part three last week was where do we go from here? Where do you go from here? You see how far you've come. You are here standing at the threshold. And now what? We want to cross over the threshold of change into the next chapter, into the next part of our lives. 
but where do we go? How do we know where to go? We don't want to wander around aimlessly, right? We don't want to just be like, eh, you know, I feel like doing this, feel like doing that. I mean, you can. No one's stopping you. You can do that. I don't know if you would necessarily find fulfillment unless you were wandering around with intention. And that is the difference, right? Wandering around just to wander around, cool. You want to discover some things, go ahead. I'm not stopping you. Does that help you learn about who you are? Yes. Does it help you get closer to your life's purpose? Yes. But it's slower. (laughs) It's just slower. Um, Everything we do is information that we can use to help us make an informed decision on what our next step is going to be. So there's no wrong decisions. There's no mistakes. There's no regrets. That's only if you choose it to be, you know, I, um, recently, so for those who have been listening for a while, know that I, um, recently divorced and moved to a new place to live. And when you go from a house to a condo, that's a lot of shedding. And hey, the Scorpio full moon lunar eclipse was all about shedding. Um, but you, you have to downsize significantly. And so, um, in my, in my rush to purge and get rid of stuff that just felt like extra, just like, ugh, get out of my face. You know, I did a lot of like sorting of like throw out, donate, so throw out, donate, keep, you know, um, I came across a bunch of electronic things like cords and things. And I was just such in a mood that I was just like, ugh. I was irritable and I was like, I don't want to look at these anymore. So like, what is this old school stuff? Like who even uses these kinds of cords anymore? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't need them. I don't need, got rid of them. I don't, I think I threw them out like in the garbage. Cause I'm like, why would I donate cords, like power cords, whatever, you know, it's like those old school, it, it was a variation of cords. It was like just, you know, power cords of all kinds. One, you know, a few were like those AC adapters, um, some were, were, um, the three prong cords for, um, audio visual stuff, AV stuff. Um, I was like, I don't know what these are. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw them away. Right. Cause you know, I don't have any old school stuff and you know, who does it anymore? And then, and then, oh my God. And then, oh, I was setting up my turntables and mixer. Yes. I have old school stuff that I still use and, um, a stereo system, like a small one that I hook up my turntables. And when I talk turntables, I mean like old school record, like vinyl turntables. And I'm not talking about these new ones that everyone's like, Oh my God, records are coming back. And we got the turntables. I'm not, no, I'm talking about Stanton's people. Okay. This is like a legit DJ mix set. Not top of the line, but it's still legit. I'm just saying. Unfortunately, my mixer is not working correctly. So I got to go take it in somewhere and find out if someone can look at it to see if it still works. Um, But (laughs) old school, right? And meanwhile, like I was like, I don't have any old school stuff. So I, um, yeah, threw away 
probably the power cord for the mixer because I was like, where the heck is this power cord? I thought it was packed in with the actual mixer, forgetting that my parents were helping me pack and they probably packed all the things. And instead of packing the cords with the thing that they're powering, they just put all the cords in a bag. That's what they did. And I thought it was just a bunch of like random stuff that was just randomly put in a bag because we couldn't find the pieces. Nope. Mm -mm, nope. I threw away the power cord to my mixer and I threw away um, the power cords to my turntables. And I was like, oh my God. And then I was like, wait, 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 but I saw some cords somewhere. So let me go look. So I went in some bins. I, I'm still not done like sorting and cleaning. So one of the bins had a cord in it and it was one of the turntable cords. I was like, yes. Oh my God. Thank you. I just kept one. Cause I thought I had duplicates. Like I saw both and I was like, Oh, I'll just keep one. I don't need both in case. Like I thought it was for something else. And now I'm just like, Oh my God, what the heck did I do? Like I just threw that away. Like, ugh. so I confession, I've been beating myself up about it all last night. And I was just like, what did I do? Bah. Um, so I'm choosing regret on that and I'm, and I'm aware of that. So now I'm like, okay, it's fine. I am, I'm making peace with it. I am seeing it. I'm shifting my response to it as, okay, that was the action that served me in the moment. And now I can't change the past. So what can I do instead? I can reframe it and I'm going to reframe it as, well, maybe this was something that is going to lead me to something else greater. So some things that I'm hatching in my brain, because I like to hatch, you know, potential scenarios, not specific ones, but just, you know, when I think about like people, um, like, you know, when you get stopped at a red light and you're like, oh, I almost made that red light. I sometimes I, you know, if I'm in a hurry and I get stopped at a red light, I just think to myself, well, that red light happened because it prevented me from getting into an accident or prevented me from speeding down the highway because there's a policeman waiting for him on the other side of that traffic light, you know? So I just do that kind of thing where I am really reframing it as a blessing and as a gift. Um, and so the power cord situation, I'm like, all right, how do we make this a blessing? How do we make this a gift? And I was like, well, maybe... I have to take this mixer to um, the Guitar Center because that's the only place I know that might likely be able to look at my mixer and stuff. And because um, there's no Radio Shack anymore, right? Best Buy doesn't do anything. I don't, mm, we're not gonna talk about Best Buy. So I'm gonna go to Guitar Center. So I'm in my head, I'm like, well, maybe I'll meet a nice person. Maybe I'll make a connection with somebody and it'll just make my day. And then they'll, we'll laugh over how like, I am so into old school stuff and this person totally is too. And then I'll find a power cord for my, you know, turntable and for my mixer, maybe my mixer will get repaired and it'll be awesome. And I will be that much better for having met and connected with this other person, whoever it might be. Or I might learn a lesson about something else. I don't know. But what I'm choosing is to let go of regret, let go of that, like beating myself up. Oh my God, how did you do that? I can't believe blah, blah, blah. You know, all these stories that just weigh you down that actually are low vibration and I'm choosing to find a blessing in that. So we'll see. I'll keep you posted. When I go to Guitar Center, I'll let you know what happens. Okay? 
<laughs> but anyway, back to the episode, reconnecting with your divine self. So part four is about reconnecting with your divine self, because when we are at this point of midlife, a lot has happened to get us to this place. A lot of the external messaging that I was talking about where our inner selves get muted, our inner selves, um, if we're not careful, and a lot of us are not, um, the volume gets turned down. And I mentioned this in the, in the last episode. So how do we do it? How do we reconnect with our divine selves? Well, one, cards. Love the tarot cards. Love the oracle cards. Always pointing me in the direction I need to go in ways that I already knew. You know, it's like the card comes out and I was like, oh yeah, of course. You know, so for me, tarot cards and oracle cards are about, are just mirrors for the knowledge I already have. They're just drawing it out, just teasing it out a little bit more. You know, I had a friend who, um, who asked me the other day and I was like, really, you're asking me this question, girl? Like, hmm. <laughs> but she was like, are they real? I'm like, what does that even mean, real? <laughs> are tarot cards real? I said, the tarot cards are just pointing you in the direction of the knowledge that you already have. So I don't know, it's energy. It's energy because it tells you different things at different times. You can have pulled the same card the same day, you know, morning versus evening, and you're going to get a different read on it. You're going to get a different meaning from it. So I don't know what she means by real, <laughs> but it it's a mirror. It's a mirror for the ener- the knowledge that you already have that comes out at the most divine time for you to hear it. Because you could hear the same thing over and over and over again. You'd be like, yeah, 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 I know this, I know this. But then one time it hits different and then it really sinks in and you're like, Oh, now I know what she was talking about this whole time. Oh my God. I can't believe it took me like 200 episodes for her to finally get that message into my brain for me to be ready to receive it. Yeah. Divine timing is everything. You can't force it. You just keep being who you're being and things will land when you are ready to receive. And that's how it is. So let us see what message will come through with the Starseed Oracle for today's episode for the fourth and final piece of this series, the Light of the World series. Oh, sorry. I just scratched the microphone there. Okay. So let's see what card wants to come forward to help guide us in connecting with our divine self to kind of get through the muck of all of these external messages that were given to us. Oh, (laughs) forge, don't follow. That is the card that is coming forward today. And it's so interesting because, you know, last episode I was talking about being who you are being to be wild and crazy, to hold your vision. And the forge don't follow is just in line with that. It just keeps it up. So let us read the guidebook and see what it says. Pave a new path. Be the leader you wish you had. Oh my God, this resonates with me so much because as soon as I read that, I thought of Toni Morrison and how she tells everyone, when I'm paraphrasing, to write the book you wish you could have read. And she's talking to to folks of color specifically, specifically black folks, probably, but I take it 
too, because I didn't have books about Filipinos and immigrants and children of Asian immigrants. None of those narratives were available to me. So I was just navigating blindly, fumbling through the dark, trying to find my way, figure out who am I in relationship to all of this stuff that's happening around me, because what I was being told did not sit well with me. Mm -mm. I am a Taurus stubborn stubborn Taurus and it's funny because people are like well you know Tauruses are stubborn I used to resent that I used to be like no we're not stubborn we're just strong-willed but you know what I'm gonna claim the stubbornness because yes I am stubborn and if I wasn't then I would not be this powerful person that you are listening to right now for real because if all that external messaging had actually succeeded in pummeling me and my true self down I wouldn't be here I'd probably be stuck in some cubicle, hunched over the desk, all wrinkly and like acting older than my actual age, wilting under the fluorescent lights, you know, not severely, severely sleep deprived and like vitamin D deficient, you know, like, and just a curmudgeon, like, yeah, mm -mm. so I am thankful that I am a Taurus and stubborn and glad that the external messages did not get to me. Also, also, I have two fire signs, so I am a rising Sagittarius rising and a Leo moon, both fire signs, so stubborn and fiery, so take that, y'all, take that, Anyway, (laughs) so be the leader you wish you had, right? And that's actually how I operate. I know for myself what was unhelpful for me and what I sought. And the, the easiest example that comes to mind is parenting. You know, like my parents, I love them and they did the best job that they could given their knowledge, given their skill set, given their awareness or lack of awareness. Um, and they did what they, you know, they did what they could. But what I learned from them was not what not to be, how not to parent. Um, and so I am being the parent I wish I had to my kids, but also to myself. And that is some powerful stuff. Mm. It is so like, I'm just getting chills just thinking about it. I'm like, oh my God, yes. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll admit there are days where I'm like, you know, I want someone just to mother me like I would mother my kids because I don't want to mother myself. I want someone else to do it. You know, and there are those moments for sure. And sometimes I can find someone who can do that for me. Like, you know, I have friends that, that can do it. Not many. I think I have like one, maybe two friends who have who I feel can do that for me but they're not local so it's not like I see them you know they live far away um but yeah yeah be the leader you wish you had be the parent you wish you had okay so here's what the guidebook says if you wait until the path is perfectly paved you won't be forging your own path and you'll likely not even take the first step Ooh. Man, you won't even take the first step. Ow, Whew. that's some that's some fighting words right there. Don't let a small detail like being unable to find someone to show you the way be the reason you don't step forward and lead. Mm-hmm. Let it be the reason that you do. And then I'm going to add something. I mean, there's more to read in this guy book, but I'm going to add something. When you take that first step, 
so many new things open up. It is crazy. When you take the leap, you're like, and this is, I'm speaking from personal experience, personal lived experience, right? I don't see anyone doing what I'm doing. I don't see any other Filipinas like writing the stories that I'm writing, you know, and I just take that leap. And then all of a sudden people come out of the woodwork. There are other people who are writing similar stories. There are other people who are also Filipina who are doing other things, but still connecting in that same way. There is just amazing synchronicities that happen when you take that first step, when you take the leap. So this card says, don't let a small detail like being unable to find someone to show you the way be the reason you don't set forward and lead. Let it be the reason that you do, right? And then you will find the mentor that you've been looking for. You will find the leader that you've been looking for in addition to you paving the path because you can do both. I'm all about the and. I'm all about doing the both. There's no mutually exclusive over here. Okay, let me continue. The most courageous and needed leaders are the ones who don't wait for for permission. Isn't that the truth? Seriously. Like you ever think like, uh, excuse me, can I get permission to make an iPhone? (laughs) No, Steve Jobs was just like, we're doing this thing and it's crazy, but whatever. Um, or until the morning they wake up feeling ready. Oh, so the most courageous and needed leaders are the ones who don't wait for, wait for permission or until the morning they wake up feeling ready. This is true. They just take the leap. I do that. I'm like, I'm not ready, but I just do it anyway. They take a deep breath and put one foot in front of the other and figure it out as they go. They don't wait for someone to lead them. They lead themselves. And this is true because what happens is that only you know what you need. Only you know what feels good. You can have leaders, you can have guides, you can have mentors that show you options. And that's really great. But you're the one that needs to walk the path one foot in front of the other. And then as you do that, you get more information, which is so helpful. (sighs) Anyway, okay, continuing on. This is a card for leaders. You're here to pave a path that hasn't been walked before, to go first and lead the way for others who are calling you in. If you feel misrepresented in the media, step forward for all those who also feel misrepresented. If no one's speaking out on the topics you feel passionate about, share your unique voice. Hello, that's what I'm doing. Hi, friends. (laughs) There's no one on earth who comes close to possessing your unique combination of skills, gifts, and life experience. This is 100% correct. Don't look to those who have come before you to do before you to work out your path. Leaders must forge their own. Do it for your daughter. Mm. Do it for the younger you. Mm -hmm. Do it for the leaders who will follow. When you go first, you make it easier for others to follow your lead forge don't follow which is so interesting to me i'm getting chills just talking about this because i am the firstborn right i'm the firstborn i'm also the daughter i'm also the firstborn out of all the cousins uh stateside and so this has been my life of forging but i never embraced it i was always reluctant because of the environment in which i grew up in and so this is the call right standing at the 
threshold of change because there's a lot of life changes. There's a lot of upheavals happening on the planet. And here we are ready to lead, right? Even though we're like, "Mm, I'm not a leader. Mm, No, really? Like, mm -mm -mm. it's too scary. Like, no, this is, this is your time. This is your time to step into who you are meant to be, to step into your life's purpose, to just own it, to reclaim your power, make choices and thrive by taking that step towards being the leader you always needed. Oh, so, so powerful. And to do it for your daughters. I mean, that one hits close to home for me. Because, you know, our kids always watch us. Well, they're not like sitting down eating popcorn, watching us like a movie. <laughs> no, but they notice. And what? And sometimes it's subconscious noticing. You know, they don't even notice that they're noticing, if that makes sense. What example are you modeling for them? That's one of the reasons I got divorced. What I was modeling for them was not a life I wanted them to have. I didn't want them to create the life that I had. And so I needed to go and be my own leader. I needed to go and get divorced, even though no one in my family ever got divorced. Catholic family, are you kidding me? Divorce is like forbidden. That word does not even come out of anyone's mouth. The fact that I did it was like, oh, scandal. You know, but... My daughters needed a better example so that they could lead a better life, so that they could see what's possible, that they didn't have to settle for this plan, the capital T, the capital P of college, dating, find a partner, get married, have kids, that, you know, that plan. Like there's nothing wrong with that plan as long as it fills you and lights you up inside. I just want to show them what it feels like, what it looks like to follow your life's purpose, to do the thing that lights you up, to be your true unapologetic divine self without having to worry about what others think, without having to worry about someone else taking you down. That's what I wanted to model for them. And so that's what I did. I took the step forward, took a second step forward, and then kept walking, kept walking, walking, forging this path for them, forging this path for the younger me who was so repressed growing up that I don't even remember a whole lot of my childhood. I just remember that she lived very quietly, very secretly, and no more. Mm -mm. We are stepping out into the light and we are being bold and brash and we don't care because we know who we are, who we are being and how that lights up the world, that lights up everyone around us and that's final. (laughs) Unapologetic. Meh. There you go. That's my declaration. Um, but this is this is not 
something, it's not a place that I got to overnight. It's not like I just woke up and decided, yeah, you know what, I'm going to get divorced and I'm going to just go connect with my divine self. Yes. No, no. It takes some work. There is a journey and oh, is it a journey? There's lots of climbing. There's lots of tripping and falling rocks on the path, roots of trees, and lots of sunshine, lots of darkness, lots of love and light and shadow and trying times, but it's all worth it. It's a matter of asking yourself, can I take that first step? Can I hear my divine self? Can I listen for what the next step might be? Hmm. These are all questions. And the answer is yes, we can. Yeah. But if you've been so far away from it, how do you get back to it? That is the question. We can try different things, always, so many options, but we also are limited by what we know, right? We only know what we know. We, how are you supposed to know what you don't know? Otherwise you would know it, correct? So to get to the place of exploring what we don't know, we need to ask questions. We need to ask questions beyond the questions. We got to ask the questions deeper than the initial surface questions and ask questions of those questions and just keep diving down deeper with questions, questions, questions. Like, why do I do this? Where does that come from? Why is it that way? Does it come from somebody else? Where does it really come from? Who, what, how? Just keep digging deeper. And while doing that, step forward into creating the leader you wish you had. So here's the starseed soul inquiry. How are you being called to forge rather than follow? How can you be the leader you wish you had? Well, one way is to tune in to the self. Tune in with your divine knowing. And tuning in is always, isn't always easy uh, for those who are not practiced in it. Meditation is one way, but there are so many other ways. And you need to ask yourselves those questions in order to explore what those other ways might be. Ah, my friends, my friends, this concludes our four-part series of Light of the World. And this is my invitation to you to step into your role as the Light of the World, being at the threshold of midlife, of transitions and drawing in spirituality, of calling it in, of reconnecting with your spirit self to help support you as you move through your personal transitions of change into 
the next chapter of your life, but also as a leader for the collective. We're going through so much stuff, so much. And so how can you be the beacon? How can you be the lighthouse for those who need a leader, who need guidance, who need footing? You reconnect with your divine self. Come back to who you wanted to be. When you were a little girl, who did you want to be when you grew up? When you were a little boy, what did you dream about you would be doing as an adult? Go back to those. Reconnect with that voice. And step into your life's purpose. And if you're looking for ways to do that, I've got a little treat for you. I'm running a free training for midlife women to join me for a week of questions, lots and lots of questions. And so you'll get a little more information at the end of this episode. Instructions will be available to you on how to sign up. I hope to see you there. And we are going to conclude this episode as we always do. Oh no, wait, pause. I forgot about Rumi. So let me close this episode with a poem by Rumi. For this four-part series, I just felt called to bring Rumi into the space. Um, And this is one of my favorite uh, poems by him. This is called The Guest House. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door, laughing, and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Hmm. And wasn't I just talking about that with my whole power chord story? (laughs) All right, my friends, now we are officially wrapping up this episode and this four-part series, and I appreciate all of you for tuning in and taking in this insight, this conversation. The divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, namaste. you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge, Spark Joy in Chaos, by signing up for my newsletter, which will be more light to your inbox. Go to suryagiyan.com slash subscribe.